before we study the Buddhist teaching, we should know that we are in a world of suffering. Sometimes we are happy, but we are also in the world of suffering. We have gone through all those kind of sufferings that we have realized, experienced in this world. Basically, practically in daily life, there are eight kinds of suffering that we have mentioned. So now we start with the next line. Oh, Saraputra. What's the meaning of Saraputra? This is a sutra when the Buddha was lecturing, talking to a group of people. Uh, the Buddha was introducing the concept of emptiness, how Avalokitesvara Bodhisattva practice the concept of consciousness, the practice of visualizing consciousness to arrive at the truth. So the Buddha Sakyamuni, when he was lecturing, he was addressing, oh, Saraputra, this is what it is. This is about emptiness. This is about the philosophy of emptiness. So he was talking to Saraputra. Why not to other disciples and just Saraputra? What's the meaning of Saraputra? Sari is a kind of bird with pretty eyes. Sariputra is a Sanskrit word. And putra means the sun. So Saraputra means the son of pretty eyes bird. Why the son of pretty eyes bird? Saraputra is the disciple of Buddha Sakyamuni. He was regarded as one of the ten great disciples whose knowledge of prajna is the most profound. In other words, Saraputra specializes in the research and investigation and the uh, exposition of emptiness of prajna. Saraputra's mom, who gave birth to Saraputra, had very pretty eyes. His mom had very pretty eyes, like the eyes of pretty bird's eyes. Sari, Sari is a kind of bird with very pretty eyes, and uh, everybody uh, addressed Saraputra's mom as Sari, the pretty eyes woman. So Saraputra was given birth by a pretty eyed woman, so they called Saraputra the son. Putra means the son, the son of pretty eyes bird. So that's the reason why he's called Saraputra. And Saraputra was the most profound in understanding prajna. So that's the reason why Buddha Sakyamuni addressed, Oh Saraputra, this is what prajna is all about. The next is form is not other than emptiness. Emptiness is not other than form. Form is emptiness and emptiness is form. What does it mean? What does it mean by empty? What does it mean by form? Form, rupa in a, in a Sanskrit language, is one of the five scanters. And if we analyze form very crudely without going into details, form is made up of the five elements, the earth, the fluid, the heat, movement and space the crucial, essential elements of material. And of course, all material is made up of elements, and elements can be broken further down into many, many things, but basically it's earth, which means hotness. All material has obstructions. So earth, hotness, it obstructs you because of its hotness. Fluid, liquid. Liquid is also material. It's a combination of H2O, hydrogen and oxygen. Material has heat in it, has temperature, just like our body. Movement, everything in your body must move. There's a movement in the body. 
the air movement. And the air movement has space in it, that's why it moves. So all material has this five very crucial elements in it. That's why we call it material. So you know how the, the Buddha analyzed material? You see, for first-time commerce, you should know that the Buddhist teaching is not about worship me, I'm the Buddha, I can take you to Nirvana, I can take you to heaven. No, the Buddha said, learn the world, learn the earth, learn the cosmos, learn about yourself, learn about your body, learn about your mind. It's about an understanding of yourself. It's not about the faith in the Buddha, it's about yourself. Form arises from depending on causes and conditions. That's why we say form is not other than emptiness. Form is never apart from the truth of emptiness. Then what is emptiness? We're going to know about emptiness, which we already have explained, but we'll explain a little bit further. Emptiness means what? Empty of what? Emptiness because of everything is conditional causation. Everything is because of causes put together. The existence of one of a thing is because of conditional causation, the existence of all these dependent causes. Just an example, I'm a form, I'm a body. I'm a body and I don't have independent existence. My body exists because of all causes mature and put together. The many, many causes, the main cause, secondary cause, the primary cause, secondary causes, and their conditions. My mom and dad came together and produced me. And I exist because of health, because of water, because of air, because of everything. So my existence is dependent on many things. That means I'm empty. I'm empty of what? What is the opposite of empty? Full. So when I have a cup, and I have a cup of water. I pour out all the water. This cup is empty of what? Empty of water. But is this cup really empty? When you empty it of water, it is still full of air. So when you talk about emptiness, it's an illusion. It's empty of water. But it's, it, it's, it's empty not just of water. It's empty. Why? Because it's it does not have an inherent, independent existence. Our body is not independently exist. It's not independently created. It's based on many things. It's dependent arising. So this self, this ego that you have been saying, I, myself, I am me, I'm John, I'm Jack, I'm Mary, I'm... You don't have an independent existence. Because you're a dependent arising. You have no self. But our illusion is we have a self. This is myself. I've got to protect myself. This is mine. This is yours. So this self actually is selfless. But you don't regard it. You want to protect it. You want to protect it even at the expense of hurting others. In the Sanskrit language, is Esvabhava, without its essence. And also, one more concept is form is impermanent. It does not even have a permanent existence. 
not just your body. Everything is impermanent. We know that. A primary school kid would know impermanence. We know from very young age that we're going to die. Nothing stays. But inherently, because you think you have a self, you want everything to stay. You act as if everything stays. You want your house to stay. You want your asset to stay. You want your wife to stay. You want everything to be the same. You want no changes, unless you are poor. You want to change to be rich. You know that everything is impermanent, but you act as if everything stays. You act as if it's permanent, and that gives us a lot of suffering. That tortures you in the process of continuation of your life. That tortures you. That gives you a lot of suffering. Why in the sutra introduce the negative aspect of not different from, and then uh, the the sutra introduce the concept of is. First of all, is form is not different from emptiness. Emptiness is not different from form. That is a negation. It's a negation, and then in the third line you say, "Form is emptiness. Emptiness is form." Why all of a sudden you have affirmation? You have negation, and then you have affirmation. This sutra is logical and has a lot of wisdom in it. It explains by negation first, and then it explains by affirmation. It takes two perspectives to look at a thing. Look at it from a negative aspect, and look at it from a positive aspect. That's how you comprehensively look at it. You don't just look at it from a negation point of view. You also look at it from an affirmative point of view. That's more comprehensive. Okay. So form refers to all phenomena. When we talk about form, sound is also regarded as form. It's a phenomena. Everything you can think of is a phenomena. It's Regarded as a form in this case, not other than means not different from or not apart from. Empty of what? Empty of independent existence. Empty of a real true which you believe to be an inherent self. You, you want to be you. Everything comes into being due to conditional causation. Now that is what emptiness is all about. It's empty because its causes come together. It itself. Does not have an independent existence, and we attach that terminology and call it empty. In the Sanskrit language, is called zunyata. You got to call it something. Philosophy or concept or truth. You got to call it something, and translate it in the common English language is empty. It does not mean non-existent. My body is empty. It does not mean my body does not exist. It exists, truly exists. But it exists void of an inherent, independent existence. It exists, okay, but it's impermanent. It's dependent arising. It does not have a dependent self. That's the definition. That's the meaning of emptiness. I can carry on, but why don't we pause and think about? Something else. How does this help me? People like to say, "How does this concept benefit me?" I'm coming here to see what I can gain. You know, how much I'll, I'll be interested in. I want to get something. Every trip I come, I want to get something. I want to benefit myself. Self, self, self. Right? That's what you're talking about.
Why don't you think about it? I carry on giving you the information and you think about it. We talk about everything comes into being due to conditional causation. You sitting here because of certain conditions that contribute to your presence in here. You sitting here because there are causes that lead you to come here. You don't come here without a reason, without a cause, without a condition. Your car broke down the road, you can't come. Okay? If you're sick, you can't come. If you're biased and think, I don't want to go to a temple, why should I go to a temple on a rainy day? You can't come. There are many conditions that impede you from coming, and there are also many conditions that encourage you to come. And in this case, the encouragement works more than the impediment. That's the reason why you come. So there are conditions. So if we further analyze it, we say we look at everything from two perspectives, by negation to by affirmation. That's not enough. It's from the angle of yes or no. That's not enough. We want to analyze conditional causation, emptiness, from four perspectives. First one is karma conditional causation. What does it mean? Karma is a Sanskrit word. Under the influence of karma, the conditions of reincarnation arises. Why is there a second life, a third life, a previous life, a present life, a future life? Because we are under the influence of karma. What is karma? We've got to venture into it. You expect to know everything in one sitting? No. Not in 10. Maybe not even in 10 years to some people. To some people, maybe a year or two, to some people, not even in this lifetime. Would you understand what the Buddha means? And depends on what kind of karma you have. Depends on what, you, what is your conditional causation in your understanding. Everybody's understanding is different. Everybody's conditional causation is not the same. Everybody's face is not the same. Everybody's mind is not the same. Everybody's thought is never the same. Next, a liar conditional causation. What does it mean? It means all things arises from the liar. What does the liar mean? A liar is a central word meaning consciousness. Everything is perceived through consciousness. So there's nothing without consciousness. Taragatta gabba, conditional arising. Or buddhadatta, conditional arising. What is buddhadatta? There's a Sanskrit word. It means looking at conditional arising from the concept of eternity. Some people like to look to say, there must be an eternity. There must be a soul. So let's look at it from the perspective of eternity, a soul. Fourth, Dhamma-dhattu conditional arising. It means the Dhamma-dhattu is the conditional cause for all phenomena. Everything being dependent on everything else, therefore one is in all, all is in one. <laughs> Do you understand what it's talking about? All is in one. One is in all. All is not different from one. One is not different from all. So all is one, one is all. When you look at that, you're looking at conditional arising from the concept 
from the perspective of Dhammadattu. So remember these four perspectives of looking at emptiness, of looking at conditional causation. Let's just talk about Dhammadattu arising, conditional arising. Dharma means all things. A human being is a Dharma, a tree is a Dharma, a cloud is a Dharma, sunshine is Dharma, rain is Dharma, everything that can be conceived of is Dharma. You've got to define your terms. Everything that your mind can think of, we call it a Dharma. That's how we make the argument, that's how we carry on the elaboration of our thinking. So when we say all Dharma are marked with emptiness, we are saying everything has emptiness as its own nature. It means nothing can be born, nothing can die. What is the literal meaning of being born? Being born is out of nothing, boom, becomes something. How can it happen that out of nothing, boom, becomes something? And dying, that means something will be destroyed forever. But nothing will be destroyed. Why? We have to go further to understand this. If a thing is not empty, it cannot be there. If there is no conditional causation, nothing exists. So thanks to emptiness, everything exists. Form is not other than emptiness, because in form we find feelings, perception, conceptualization, volition and consciousness. Emptiness makes everything comes into being. Emptiness is full of everything, full of life. To be empty does not mean non-existent. Emptiness is empty of independent existence because everything is dependent arising. Because of emptiness, all conditions may come and all conditions may fail. Because of coming and going and coming and going, everything exists. So thank you very much, emptiness. Because of you, everything exists. Because of you, life, life is lively and active. Because of you, there are changes. Because of you, poor can change to be better, to be rich, or of course, rich can be poor. Because of changes, we have hope. Because of emptiness, we have hope. It's just the opposite from what people think. Everything is empty. Oh, I'm, I'm hopeless. You don't understand emptiness. You're helpless in your conceptualization because you don't understand it properly. The whole universe is empty, but it is full. You will live a life that is full. You walk every highway. You climb every mountain, cross every stream. How active, how full, because there's a stream to cross, a mountain to climb, a highway to, to drive. All these changes make the whole world come true. I intend to talk about a lot more, but I can only finish 1% of what I want to say. And now they say, lunch, lunch, lunch. <laughs> and that reminds me of the emptiness of my stomach, <laughs> which has to be full. So maybe the chance of, a sound, of the bell going gives me hope in filling the emptiness of my stomach. So let's get to the cafeteria and then Ask questions at cafeteria.